Hello everyone. Welcome to Whiskey and Weird. My name is Lauren Liker and I'm learning about whiskey and I'm embracing all the weird in the world, including me and you. I hope you'll join me. I'm so excited to be here tonight. Um, it's been a while. Uh, this is technically season three. Um, did an episode on cryptids back in, uh, gosh, I think it was January. I was supposed to do a second one, but you know what? Life happens. Life gets in the way. Um, living space is, is not always conducive like this whole story environment I have going on to try to do this is kind of tricky for me so um yeah but I've really missed it I've missed the conversations um and I'm super really super super happy to be here um if you are um listening later on the podcast thank you so much for for listening I really appreciate you following me there and um or if you watch this later thank you so much for being here those of you who are new whiskey and weird is just all about, you know, showing up as authentic and vulnerable as possible, um, which is where it's all started for me. If, you, if you've never been here, I encourage you to go back to the beginning and listen to the shows because they kind of tell a story in the beginning. Um, and also, uh, it's about whiskey, right? Whiskey, I like, I am pretty much a novice whiskey drinker. I've tasted a lot of whiskey. I, um, I think I'm pretty good at picking up uh, flavor profiles and things like that, but I'm still learning. Um, so yeah, we talk about all things weird too. So we want to show up as, as, as whoever we are, it's a safe place for that. But we also talk about topics here that, um, that not everybody (laughs) really wants to admit they like to talk about. Right. So, um, so weird. I mean, we've had everything from ghosts to UFOs to, Bigfoot and you know there's always so much more to talk about on there um, on all of those subjects so um, if you are here please say hi comment leave me a comment say hi let me know what you might be drinking um, and participate you guys be a part of the conversation ask your questions because that's really important to me it kind of is what drives this whole thing um, and so uh, if you're if you're here please do say hi it makes me feel good to know my peeps are out there watching me. So I appreciate that you do that. So um, anyway, thanks for being here. Oh, Sister Jacqueline's here. Nice. S- nice to see you, my sis. Um, so let's get down to the whiskey, right? So we um, usually on here, I'll get a new whiskey, try it for the first time. Hey, Lisa, thanks for being here. Um, Jacqueline, you're drinking decaf Earl Grey? What is it, a Sunday night or something? Um, uh, but anyway, uh, we usually, I'll try a new one, but I think anyone who follows me on Facebook knows that recently I was like, okay, the only thing I don't like about living in Idaho is you can't have liquor, you can't have alcohol mailed to you at a, at a, at a private home address. So that's kind of frustrating. Um, and most of the stuff in the liquor stores I have tried, right? Not all of it. Some of it, well, some of it I choose not to. I, I'm not a huge rye whiskey drinker, so I could try it. I can, I probably should, 
Um, but every rye whiskey I have tried, I have not liked. I'm not really sure why. So if we've got any whiskey drinkers chiming in, um, I'd love, you know, I'd love to know what you think about that. Um, but you know, I don't have to like all of it, right? So, um, but I need, I need to get my hands on some more whiskey. So if you're out and about and you see a bottle, hook me up. I'll pay you back. Just figure out a way to get that here. Um, and I just need to pick some up. There are some places around here, some distilleries that I can probably get connected with and pick up. But for now, um, what I decided to do in this episode and probably in a few of the um, upcoming episodes is just kind of do some some education around it, even with whiskeys that I have. So um, my amazing daughter, Emily, she got me this book for uh, my birthday. It's a whiskey dictionary. And it's it's got some really, really great stuff in it. And I was thumbing through, um, started at the beginning, um, the letter A, that's the first letter in the alphabet, in case you were wondering. Um, and the very first one is about adding water, right? So adding water to your whiskey, it's kind of a, kind of a big deal. Like some people do it, some people don't. The general consensus is that it opens up the flavor of the whiskey, which may be true. It definitely alters the flavor of the whiskey. Um, those of you who pay attention know that I generally drink mine neat, though um, I do find that if I have one that's really strong, that's got a really high alcohol um, volume, I will um, add ice to it just to kind of soften it a little bit. Um, but I was reading this whole thing about adding water and it was, you know, it was saying, yes, we, um, it, it alters the, um, you know, the flavor profile a little bit and it opens up and each little drop of water can completely change and bring out certain aspects of the flavor profile, um, which is super fun and sciencey, right? So, um, but yeah, definitely, it's definitely a, a, a big topic among among Scotch drinkers um, and, well, all whiskey drinkers, really. Um, and I, I'm not, as the guy says in here, I'm not a diluter, but I'm not a dictator either, right? So, uh, but what I thought I'd try is I'm, I just, for the sake of a little conversation and education, I have a little bottle of, of my favorites. I have a, I have a, um, a Glenlivet, Glenlivet 12. Can you see that? Probably not because the lighting's really weird in here. Uh, Glenlivet 12 and a Glenlivet 14. And um, I'm going to do, you know, do a little taste and see if I know if there's anything really different than comes out. I mean, I generally drink my scotch neat. Um, and so I can't say that I've paid a lot of attention to the notion of um, that profile, that taste profile changing with even a drop of water. And in this, it recommends, you know, getting a few glasses with a finger or two, um, have no water, then a drop, two drops, three drops, and kind of see how those flavors open up for you. Um, which, I don't know, maybe I'll do that. I'm not going to do that right now necessarily. I'm just going to do one um, without, take a little bit without water like I usually do, and then kind of see if I notice a difference with that little bit of water in it. And I'm not measuring with a drop or anything. It's not that scientific. Um, but Lisa, Lisa is my scientist here. So maybe, maybe we should do that together sometime is get really into it and um, be a little more technical about that. 
I know you don't drink whiskey, but you're my scientist, so you can help me do it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, without further ado. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say. So the next, the next topic in um, this, um, again, letter A, is like the age statement, which I guess is becoming a thing now where people just kind of say uh, no age statement. NAS is like, so there, it's not even a big deal. Nobody knows how long it's been aging. Generally speaking, scotch especially, um, age is a minimum of three years. Um, <clears throat> but, um, but the point that it makes in here too is that, you know, it's not the age... It, how long it ages doesn't necessarily make it better. You know, it, um, it's different. It's definitely different because there's so many variables, which we'll get into next show because there's some really fascinating notions <clears throat> and notes about all the different variables that will affect how the whiskey tastes after it's been aged. But the point right now I'm trying to make is it doesn't make it better. It just makes it different. And everyone will say, well, it's more expensive. It must be better. Well, here's why it's more expensive because it sits in a cask for a lot more time, which means a lot more, uh, <clears throat> a lot more people taking care of it. It's it's taking up space. All these things over time. Time is money, right? Um, so that's not necessarily um, meaning. And and I think the same can be said for like wine too, right? Like just because it's older does not necessarily mean it's better. It just means it's different. And it will oh, the the longer it sits, the more the tasting profile or tasting profile will change will change, and all the different things. There's so many variables, which is really fascinating. So anyway, hi Sean, welcome, good to see you. So um so again, I am going to, if you're just if you're just joining me right now, I'm doing something a little different tonight because I don't have a brand new whiskey. But oops, I am um. I'm gonna take my favorite, the little Glenlivet 12 here. I have a 14, if I might get to that, or I might just drink it during the show. And kind of, I'm just really interested in the change um, in, in the t tasting profile when it's, um, you know, neat, and then adding just a little drop of water. So um, let me know what you guys are drinking. I know Jacqueline's drinking tea tonight. I realize it is a Sunday evening, but it's still pretty early here. Um, but if you're here, say hi, you guys. Say hi. Let me know that you're here. Um, I'm really excited to be to be back. Um, so I'm going to take a little finger of, um, of some Glenlivet without, without any water. Just neat the way I like to drink it, right? Slange. Hmm. Mmm, it's so sweet. It's like honey. Um, Lisa's drinking a white zombie, white coffee. Yum. That sounds awesome. Hi, Jonas. Um, all right. So this is my favorite. I love this stuff. I'm going to add a little bit of water to it. Sorry, my camera's doing weird things. I'm going to um, add a drop of water just for a little scientific exploration to see if um, if it alters now let's see if i can manage just to get one drop because probably not but nope that <laughs> that didn't work uh but that's okay it's all it's all water and we'll just we'll just do the water yes water no i'm gonna see how this changes for me and my experience with my favorite of course it doesn't 
Oh, it, it's interesting. Totally even mellows out the nose on it. That's no fun. I love the nose on this stuff. Okay, ready? Let's see if it changes. Say hi if you're joining me, you guys. Let me know what you're drinking tonight, if you're drinking anything. Even if it's tea or white coffee, that's cool. Yeah, uh, it definitely, so it, it does bring out what I will t say about this. Um, hi, Michelle. Um, what I will say is one of the things that it says about adding water, of course, if you're drinking a um, whiskey that has high alcohol, it's got a, a real tight burn on it, you, it's, it's, it's a good thing to um, add a little water because um, the alcohol, the taste of the alcohol sometimes can um, hide the other flavors going on. This, putting water in it, definitely makes it uh, a little sweeter. Like that, that pro, like the honey part comes out for me. But for me personally, because I love to drink this neat, it definitely just tastes diluted. Like I feel like you're, you're kind of ruining the experience because it's not that harsh um, to begin with. But it'll be really interesting to try it, um, try it with some whiskeys that have really more complicated and complex taste and profiles. I don't find that Glenlivet does. That's one of the things I love about it. It's just pretty straightforward. Um, it's you know pretty mellow, easy going down. It's got that little hint of sweet to it. So um, anyway, interesting kind of experiment. As uh, Lisa said, in the name of science, drinking whiskey. It's all in the name of science. Slonja. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if anybody has any thoughts, you guys. Who's drinking whiskey with me? Anybody? Um, Sean, have you tried any, any good drinks lately? Haven't chatted with you in a bit. Um, so anyway, that's the whiskey. That's your whiskey education for tonight, my friends. If you haven't said hi yet, please do say hi. Uh, let me know that you're here. It really um, warms my heart to know that my people are here supporting my craziness. Um, and yeah, let's move on to tonight's topic. Because gosh, that was like the longest whiskey part I've ever done. But that's kind of fun. I like the fact that we can we can spend some time learning a little bit more about the whole tasting process and whiskey and I'm super grateful to you Emily Claire because I'm sure you'll watch this at some point my beautiful daughter who bought me that book um the whiskey dictionary and we'll kind of just move through that and try, try some whiskeys um so anyway tonight this whole conversation about proof like do you know the the, the search for proof the search for truth right um I kind of came up, this became an, uh, a topic of interest to me. Well, it's always been, but it really particularly, I was, I've been watching this show and reading a book on, um, on, uh, 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 on the Alaska Triangle. Sorry, my brain went away for a second. On the Alaska Triangle. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Alaska Triangle, but very similar to the Bermuda Triangle, there's actually other triangles throughout the world one or two here just in the united states alone outside of uh, 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 like the continental usa um there's the one in alaska um you know basically like the bermuda triangle these are places throughout the world where um 
where things happen, like things that cannot be explained. Um, uh, so like, you know, extraterrestrials, Bigfoot is a huge one, all these different things that are going on. Um, let's see, Sean says he's drinking a stay golden. It's a golden ale by a local craft house brewery, sales benefit, local golden retriever rescue. Oh, I love that. Shout out to, to the brewery for doing that. That's super great. Awesome. I love it. Um, I had some really great beers last night at a local brewery trails and just across the street owners, everybody there's fantastic and their beers amazing. So shout out to trails. And if any of you guys are listening in, um, but so I, I was watching this show, which is really fascinating to me. And of course the biggest question is where, why, why is this happening? But one of the things that came up out of that is this, you know, these, they've been having these things happen for a super long time, like for decades, sometimes even centuries have been happening. And um, there was this particular article that they um, referred to a couple of times, and it had to do with these bones of giants being found. Now, people still today in parts of Alaska claim, um, there's a few different words for it, and we can get into it in a different episode. The whole Alaska Triangle, I think, could be a, a, an episode or two or three, but um, it's uh, it's about these bones found years ago. There's there's articles, and I actually found the article. I might have shared it here on, on my page, and if I haven't, I will do that. But it's an article that was um, all about these bones being found that proved they were bones from, like, giants, and... Um, the interesting thing about it is these bones went somewhere, you know, were taken and nobody's ever been able to find them. Like something happened to them. They got destroyed, whatever. Um, and of course there have been other articles since then about giants being um, found, like giant bones. Now, this is where this whole conversation about fact or faked and give me a like or whatever you guys are Raise your hand in the comments if, you, if you've heard some of these articles um, or if you have a thought or a question about them, let me know. But um, so they disappeared. So, okay, all these questions and, and this conversation could go a bajillion ways, right? Because uh, we could ask one question and spin off that for the next 45 minutes. But um, one, why, why did the evidence disappear, right? Did it ever really exist to begin with? Um, and then there's also, uh, the question, Jacqueline says it's new to her. There's also the question of, um, you know, there are articles that have come out since then that clearly are faked. Like, you know, you have to be really careful. Do your research when you're looking up articles and reading, go compare them. Um, there was, there's been a number of them that have kind of made the circuit around, um, the internet with this picture that someone has clearly photoshopped. And if you dig deep enough, you, you will find the actual photo to compare it to. And while that original photo might have been of something that was perfectly cool and splendid in its own way, someone had to kind of take it and do something, you know, a little nonsensical with it, um, which kind of ruins the whole thing, right? It's so hard to know, you know, what's real. We have to do the research though, dig deeper. Um, because the truth is a lot of those things will have some sort of deeper foundation to them. Like there's a reason for it, right? Same way that 
you know, that there are myths, that there are, you know, belief systems that we have, even though they might not be 100% accurate, are totally rooted in some level of truth. And that's what we're always trying to get to. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist on any level, but I do think that there are always people trying to hide the truth from us about things that they don't want us to know about yet. And I think that the American government and the military are at the top of, of folks that, that do that. And, and I, I can understand some of why that might be, because I understand the human condition and how people behave um, and how people react to new, scary, different information. Um, but, uh, but I just, it's all really fascinating. Like, how do we, you know, at, at what point can we say we have this? Now, if we just focus in for a minute on the idea of these giants um, in Alaska, Still today, there are people who have been witness to creatures and not necessarily Bigfoot because some of them um, kind of uh, have a, make a distinction between Bigfoot and whatever these giants are. But they're these huge uh, human-like things but happen to be much bigger and much stronger than we know humans to be. Um, and um, there are still stories today circulating of these things existing. Of course, myths the Bible, I mean, throughout history, there have been stories about these people existing. As I, again, they're referred to in the Bible. Can't tell you where, but they are. <laughs> Maybe I'll look that up and share it later. But so we know that this is the case. So my question, like, why do you guys think that that, that would be something... Um, uh, sorry, Jacqueline says, because a person is smart. People are stupid, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, men in black, right? Uh, so, um, yeah, Goliath, that's right. There's other, you're right, that's a real obvious one, right? David and Goliath, Lisa. But there's, but there's other references in the Old Testament um, to, to giants too. So clearly, if there's more than one and there's a huge story that everybody knows about that's about a giant, um, you know, like, so I, I guess, first of all, on this giants thing, like, why would it be an issue to know that something like this ever existed? Right. I mean, we don't, we don't hide the fact that there used to be dinosaurs that roamed the earth that were, you know, huge and dangerous. I'm, I just, I'm not really sure why we would need to hide the fact that giant people once existed um, because there could, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, it seems like a weird thing to hide. I'm, I'm curious if anyone has, has a thought about that because sometimes that just doesn't make sense, especially because, um, uh, Lisa says some people do, but I'm not really, I'm not really sure to what she's referring. You can let me know. Um, but anyway, so if, if you have a thought about why giants, like really, like, I don't understand. Um, but as you're thinking about that and typing in your questions and your comments, I was um, I was participating in um, this cool uh, online paranormal conference. Um, some of you listening may have done it done it too. PhenomenaCon um, <clears throat> with the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult, uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk. And Cliff Berkman was on, and he, so Cliff Berkman is, he's with BFRO, um, Bigfoot Research 
organization. Super cool guy. Very science-minded um, and oriented around the whole Bigfoot thing. He's on the show uh, Finding Bigfoot. This really cool guy. Like, he'd be really fun to um, talk to. Um, and uh, But he made a comment. He was talking about that and talking about how people be like, oh, there's no there's no proof, you know, and he's like, well, there's no proof, you know, we don't really have proof until we have a body, essentially, until we have a Bigfoot right in front of us. Um, but he said, but evidence, we have plenty of evidence. And it was just an interesting distinction he made between that, that there's evidence for a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and every, every time we get you know, for instance, with a with a Bigfoot, when we <clears throat> get a footprint and we cast it or, um, uh, you know, all of that. So just a kind of interesting way to think about this is that we have we have we have evidence of a lot of pretty cool things. I mean, even even people's videos, some of them, if they're good, which have to be scrutinized of ghosts or paranormal activity is considered evidence of something that we we can't understand, right? Um, so a couple comments coming in about the giant thing. So uh, Jacqueline says, I wonder how giant they were given how small man was until recently. Like, I think that's a really good point, right? When you're just hearing the hearsay, um, bones obviously make it a little different because if we have bones, we can measure them compared to how tall people are today. But you're right, people were a lot smaller back then. Um, and that's a, that's a really great question. Perspective is everything, right? Andre the Giant was comparatively a giant, absolutely. Um, and you know, there's plenty of people. I mean, look at basketball players. I mean, when you're standing next to a a guy who is you know seven foot five, he definitely feels like a giant. And you know what? If you were to bury a whole team of basketball players in a grave together, that could look a little crazy a hundred years from now, right? Um, Lisa says some people try to deny that dinosaurs existed or when they existed, right? Right. They totally do. Like, and, um, and you're right about that, but people aren't trying to hide. There's nobody trying to hide what we would deem evidence, right? Of their existence. Um, but yeah, people, people, there's all sorts of things, people. I mean, people still believe the earth is flat. Um, so, <laughs> excuse me, but, um, so yeah. People are dumb, as Jacqueline said earlier, right? Collectively, we do some really stupid stuff. Um, but yeah, perspective, right? But why do we have to hide it? I don't know. The whole proof thing. Um, and getting getting back to, I'm just thinking about, you know, the, you know, the whole uh, catching things on video. Of course, a lot of people are asking, you know, is there more activity in, in the, all of these supernatural realms or are we just just seeing more of it? And I would argue that there's always been a ton of it. I don't, I don't think that there's more of it. Um, even, even UFOs. Like people are saying there's a lot more of it. But here's what I think. I think we've been seeing more people catch it. So then more people are putting their eyes to the sky. I don't know that there's necessarily that that I believe that there's necessarily more of that going on um, right now. I just think it's. It's it's more in our mind. More people are searching because they're seeing things on videos that make them go, "Hey, wait a minute! This is this could be happening," um, and people catching you know ghosts, paranormal activity on video, um, and uh, and again, those have to be kind of scrutinized, right? We can't just take them um, for what they are. We have to really understand what we're looking at. 
Um, there's all sorts of things that, that can go wrong. There's a lot of intentional um, fakes. And then there's also things that people share that um, for many of us in the paranormal field can look at and go, yeah, that's not a ghost. You know, we can tell you exactly what it is. Now, people will choose to believe what they want to believe. Um, uh, but it all of that makes it really hard, too. Um, and, it, you know, if you're a believer, it works to support, you know, your belief um, if you're not, you, it works to kind of, to kind of support the other side too, right? I think that's like anything that we see on TV or we hear that we can always make it support what we want it to support, but it makes it really hard to know, you know, is this the fact, um, or is it, uh, or is it fake? And again, sometimes things aren't intentionally faked. People just really believe that what they have caught is real and they spread it around and people who don't know any better um, start to believe it. So Sean says, uh, uh, let's actually let's pull this up here. So people who watch later, it is easier to disseminate information today than 20 to 30 years ago. This gets more people interested and more information comes out. Good, bad, true and false. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I don't I don't think any of this happens more than it used to. I think we just have access to it, but then it, you know, just again, it creates more and more of the conversation. I mean, look at uh, hieroglyphics. I mean, stories on walls, language on rocks that date back to ancient times show indicators of all the things that people still believe in today. And even then some, right? Um, aliens, pictures of aliens, um, Bigfoot, dog man all these things there's been um been indicators throughout history that there are things that exist um and again it's all evidence right we can't call it proof even though we really want to it's all evidence that something exists that, that we and and whether we know we want to believe, I mean, I, be I believe most of it's probably out there, but I can't, you know, I don't have the proof, right? And when will we get it? And how can we get it? And people are, people are definitely going to believe um, what they believe. I'm curious, you guys, what things have you seen out there? Like, you know, there's so many videos, right? I, wa I watched um, this show with the Ghost Brothers one day. I was sitting at home and it came on and they were sitting around with uh, Jack Osborne. I can't remember what the show is called. If anyone remembers, you can type it in. But um, they're sitting around with Jack Osborne, and uh, they 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 all bring in different videos in there of different things going on. And it was kind of fascinating because some of them some of them were really interesting, um, and some of them you can easily go, oh my gosh what the heck is happening and you just want to watch it like 20 times over and over again well there was this one and you guys tell me if you've seen it there was this one that um it showed a, a guy so it was a guy in traffic and he's got his camera on this car next to him and he's looking in the mirror and the the person in the mirror looks to be the person in the driver's seat but what you can see is that it the the movement in the mirror the the side view mirror is not matching the driver's movement right so the the driver is um is uh you know uh looking looking around or the head's moving or the and it's actually quite creepy i'm not going to lie i i looked at it 
like 20 times. Anybody seen this video? Let me know if you've seen it. Um, and I went and searched it up and I was looking at it. And finally, and this is where I say it's really important to just do your research. Um, uh, and, but, uh, to do your research. Cause then, you know, someone said, you know what, if you notice in the video, he doesn't show anyone else in the car. He only shows the person driving. Right. Um, and, uh, and then I remembered how, um, in the, uh, uh, like, like if you have ever been sitting in a back seat of a car, sometimes you can see yourself in the mirror. It's long story short, that's probably what was going on is there was somebody sitting in the back who looked mostly like this person, right? And um, what you were seeing was that person. It's why the, why it didn't, um, it didn't match it up, but it was really fascinating. It was really fun to imagine the possibility of this whole matrixing thing. I mean, there's another one that I saw that was really interesting, but I'm going to get to a couple of these comments. So, um, let's see, Jonas says, I'm going to put these on here so that people watching later can see them. Giant animal dinosaurs are more earthly and more accepted. I've heard something about the giant people are part demon or angel, perhaps, which makes them harder to accept for some and more important to those, um, who hide such things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. No, I've heard that too, Jonas. I've heard that, um, People associate those things, which is why we probably have them in the Bible, right? Um, angels and demons and the ones the ones that are claimed to um, to be up in Alaska, they definitely consider those things to be demonic and um, just horrible creatures. And so you know people don't people don't like to to believe that those things exist, which you know, angels and demons this could be a great conversation for another episode but you're you're absolutely right about that thanks for that uh sean says he saw a video today of dog playing with a spectral friend and um sometimes reacts to nothing and wonder there's a lot of those i tend to believe that those are pretty um pretty likely um i think animals are really attuned it's kind of a big thing um to have a um to bring dogs along on investigations like there's a few of the big shows now where they have dogs and they've they particularly trained them and they will notice things that nobody else notices and a lot of it corroborates with whatever information um, is being gathered by their instruments at the time um so yeah same goes for babies you ever notice how babies do that too little kids um uh, I've seen uh, that show that I was mentioning the other day or th that I was watching the other day, the Ghost Brothers one. They um, they had a video that was caught like the, this mom and dad caught it on the little monitor video <laughs> and they heard the little girl and there's totally this crazy shaped light anomaly um, and this baby is totally interacting with it. It kind of looks like like the outline of a person, a shadow of a person, only it's illuminated. Um, and you can't see detail, but it looks like the shape of like a, an elderly woman and the, and the child is totally interacting with it. Um, and it's, it's hard to, to not believe that. It's hard to really disprove something like that right off the bat because um, it's not like you're training your baby or your dog to react to something that, that nobody else can see, right? So I tend to think that those things are pretty, um, pretty believable. Uh, but anyway, I think, I think those are really cool. 
Um, I was going to mention another matrixing one. Like, I don't know if anybody's seen any of these, you know, proof of the matrix kind of thing. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of a, a hard, uh, notion for me to wrap my head around, um, completely. I mean, I told, I t do, do, um, believe in this whole notion of sacred geometry and I see how that we exist in this matrix like thing but it but then the movie the matrix comes into my head and then I'm like well, that doesn't seem like it would happen but uh there was this video that this guy took of his dog his dog is always running going and in this video he's just watching it the dog just stops cold it's standing in the middle of the hallway and it doesn't move a muscle for like, I don't know, maybe 45 seconds, maybe longer. And it's not doing anything. People are like, maybe it's having a stroke. I mean, usually you'd, but it, it was, it was pretty creepy. It was like the dog just was frozen in time and didn't move. And then all of a sudden, like with a snap, it was like right back to its normal self. And it was really, really creepy to kind of watch that. Um, I'd be I'd be really interested now that I'm thinking about this to go and find more of these these kind of evidence of the matrix videos that exist out there because that's kind of a a fascinating um fascinating topic. I have um been watching this other show um that's really great. I really recommend it. It's called um it's called I think UFO Witness and it's um it's with Ben Hansen and Ben Hansen is a former um a federal agent he is now a, a mostly a ufo investigator um but he has this show he's basically out out to prove videos he his great his grandfather worked directly um with project blue book which um if you're not familiar with that that's basically a whole top secret government um project uh, around all things UFO. Um, my grandfather actually had access to some of that information. So this could be a really cool topic. If anyone knows Ben Hansen and wants to tell him to come on and talk to my, talk to me on my show, let's do that. Um, but on the show, um, he's, he's going out, uh, and, and, you know, showing all this stuff and all of this stuff is, is coming out. Um, when we get into the, the, um, the notion of proof versus evidence, there's actually probably more proof, right, for the existence of UFOs um, than any of these other things that we talk about, right, and the, the military. Um, but this show is super cool. It gets into everything from um, abductions. So he's um, working and meeting with people who, um, who, have, who claim to be abducted and, you know, corroborating their stories and basically trying to, to help them by, by just, if nothing else, getting the government to acknowledge. Because every single one of them, if they reported it to the police, the first place they were taken was to some military hub somewhere and were questioned. So clearly, this is something the military uh, is wondering and worried about, right? But um, he's basically digging up all this stuff, meeting with people. Because, of course, we all know that recently uh, the, the Navy... The government, you know, the Pentagon decided to openly acknowledge the fact that UFOs do exist. And so then then lies the question of why? Why are they doing that? Right. We've talked about that a little bit um, on this um, show before. Like, what is their motivation? Is it to distract 
which I think the general consensus among those of us here on this show um, listening was that it was very likely more to distract from even bigger or more information, kind of like, eh, just feed the people a little bit to, to keep them interested, which again lends itself to the reason why there seems to be so much more activity because people are paying more attention. It's okay now to look for UFOs. It's okay now to believe they exist. So people's eyes are on the sky, right? So naturally it feels like there's more of that. Um, but he's he talked about looking for, you know, using the evidence to show the proof. It's, it's a crazy cool show. And the guy's really smart. Um, he's also a skeptic, so he, he's not jumping to conclusions. He's a scientist. He's, um, but um, he's getting into like hybridization. Okay, so think X-Files. Think all the things that ever happened on X-Files. UFO abductions and how they um, seemingly really turned into uh, the government abducting. Um, but maybe not, like we don't really know, right? Um, the hybridization, like the use of, um, of women's uh, reproductive stuff, all of these things that happened in uh, the X-Files, these are the kinds of things that are coming up in the show that m could possibly exist and that there is some evidence for. Um, so totally crazy stuff. It's, if you're really into UFOs um, and really into solid work and research and evidence around things, I really recommend, um, really recommend that show. Another show, when you get on the topic of things that might exist and whether there's evidence for them that I don't recommend is a show called Vampires in America. Now, I'm not saying I don't believe that there's a possibility that there isn't some sort of vampire that exists. I think it's, I think it's probably pretty likely that something along the lines of what we know to be a vampire does exist or has existed at some point in time. However, this show is ridiculous. Um, but if you're if you want to watch, it's a couple of guys who claim to be vampire hunters and come from a family of, of vampires. Now, the reason I'm talking about this show because I think this show takes something that could be a really cool topic and makes it stupid because of how they film, how they produce the episodes, that kind of thing. And um, I, I was watching an episode of this show and <clears throat> I, you know, I was listening to what these guys had to say. One of them in particular is very convincing. The other one, a little less so. Um, and when you watch the show, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to figure out which one I'm talking about is which. But when um, they get, one of the first things they're going to investigate these these cows being exsanguinated, is that the word? Uh, you know, their blood being drawn completely out of their bodies or whatever, and they go out and they talk to this farmer guy. And it's so obvious that the guy is reading from a script or has read something. Now, granted, when you go out into the general public and you wanna to talk to people who are not used to doing that kind of thing, I can see that there might be a reason why you would say, hey, bud, don't worry, we got you. You tell us your story, we'll write it down, and then you just repeat it back, right? This is entirely possible. But when you're watching it, the first thing that just goes to your head is this whole show is just stupid and fake. Um, and I think a lot of that happens. I think that happens with um, all, of the, all of the paranormal shows. I think many of them get some really, really cool evidence, right? Um, and are doing some really cool work. 
but then they're just being idiots while they do it, right? All not, you know, and and there are certain people that have just kind of made or break their personalities um in the eyes of different people, right? Who um I think are doing some cool work uh but the way they present it, the way the way these shows are produced, it just kind of um messes things up and I think it forces a lot of people skeptics particularly to just throw out all the evidence because like if you do if you muddy up a little bit of it it is any of it going to be real I think that happens a lot um and so I think you know you just got to learn to take every all of it with a grain of salt right and um pay a little bit of attention to the different things going on and watch Watch more than one, do your research, all of that kind of thing. Uh, Lisa says, going back to the uh, spectral the friends of animals, she says she's seen squirrels do that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Probably. But you know what? I think animals in the wilderness, I think that's that would be a harder one to uh, really take as, as something seeing ghosts because animals in the wilderness right can be distracted by anything they can be distracted by another squirrel by a twig breaking naturally by a bird chirping so i think that would be kind of harder to uh to prove i think that if your squirrel was your pet in your house and it always stared at the same corner in the house that could be interesting maybe i don't know but that's kind of funny squirrels right isn't that what dogs do when they see squirrels? Squirrel. Uh, but that's funny. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of crazy stuff. I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, what are your favorite videos out there in terms of, like, real evidence, but also in terms of really are you trying to, you know, what are you, what, what are you trying to do to the world, right, with this video? Like, okay, there's the one video, I know we've all seen it, that somebody took on their, like, house cam outside. And it's like some alien looking creature that totally looks like fucking Dobby from Harry Potter. Like 100% Dobby. Like someone just somehow uh, superimposed this video of Dobby. Does you guys raise your hand? Let me know if you know what video I'm talking about. It's so ridiculous looking. Now, the sad thing is maybe it's real. Maybe Dobby elves actually exist in the world. Um, you know, maybe... Uh, Maybe there is a, a um a witch world. Maybe the world of Harry Potter does exist and only the governments know it and there is Dobby and he showed up on um the muggle side of things. I don't know. Uh that reminds me actually on this show, this UFO show that um oh man Yes, my cousin Mary says it's exactly like him. It's just like him. It totally is. Like the shape of his head, everything. And there's no way I can't I cannot take it seriously. It could be real, but I will never be able to take it seriously as as evidence of anything. Um but then again, like I said, maybe there's a, a witchcraft world. Maybe there's a um wizard world that exists that we don't know about. Like on that point, uh Eisenhower. So on this UFO show with Ben Hansen I was watching, he talks with, I think her name is Lori, Lori Eisenhower, who's the great-granddaughter of President Eisenhower, who, uh, rumor has it, actually made a treaty with the Greys, like, so this alien culture, to do abductions, um, and in exchange, they would give our government um, technology. 
I don't know. What do you think of that? She believes it. She really believes that her great-grandfather did this. And um, apparently a lot of people believe that this happened. Um, but I totally, as I'm listening to this, I started, I totally start thinking about the Ministry of Magic and then the, the Prime Minister of, you know, of London <laughs> and how they, ha you know, like they know about each other. Like, I don't know, these things could exist, right? I mean, art mimics life, right? Doesn't it? Isn't that what they say? Art mimics life. So I, I think, anyway, anything's possible and it'd be really cool. But I think, I think the cool thing about this and keeps it interesting and fascinating is the fact that we're never really going to know any of it, right? Like, we're never going to know for sure. Um, we can get closer and we can be open to it and we can have fantastic and splendid experiences that we will never be able to explain, but we'll have them and know that there's no way to explain them. So there must be something fantastical about them. Um, but will there ever be solid proof? There's so much evidence. I mean, I feel like I myself have gathered a tremendous amount of evidence in my experiences, um, particularly in my own home, as many of you know, or with my paranormal investigating, enough evidence to support the fact that there are ghosts, spirits, that, that we are not alone, that we might exist outside of our living bodies, be, you know, beyond our living bodies. Um, something, something's happening. Now, proof of what though, right? I mean, there's, you can get into that and then um, the questions of, well, what did I experience exactly anyway? Um, you know, then we get into uh, all these other cool things like, around energy right like the idea of egregores and how we create energy like poltergeists like these aren't necessarily things that existed in and of, of themselves but the collective energy of the people that believe in them or are feeling extreme emotions and things create energy that takes on a life of its own which is equally fa fascinating right um so there's definitely evidence. There's evidence out there of all sorts of supernatural things um, existing. And, and as I've said before, I think that um, people believe what they believe um, and, and, and as they should. And I tend to believe people who believe themselves, right? Like people tell me a story that they really believe. I believe that they believe it. And who am I to question that experience for them? Um, and, you know, and, and it's, I think the stories themselves and, and the, the um, numbers of them that exist about all sorts of things are evidence in and of themselves because um, there's just too many people. There's too many people experiencing these things, too many people telling their stories, um, taking videos, all of these things. There's too many of them um, to completely negate it. Uh, and so lots of evidence, still no proof question is will we ever really have it right um you know we can have bones even then as as lisa said you know we have bones we have full skeletons of dinosaurs that walked the earth um but because people can't touch and feel a real living breathing dinosaur they don't see that as proof um, because we've seen how things can easily be fabricated that the world that religions that governments have totally misled and lied to people for hundreds of years so it's you know it's it's there's always going to be a little skepticism we're always going to be skeptical of something right 
Um, I tend I tend to believe in ghosts more than I believe what I watch on the news most of the time. Um, so anyway, it's it's such a crazy notion and it's fun. Like, um, but share you know if you get some good videos, I'll try to share some of my favorites on the page for you to um, have a look at. Um, over the next week and if you have favorites you can you can um, load them up to whiskey and weird too I think or share them with me send them via messenger and we'll post them on there um, but yeah definitely definitely do that um, anybody else have any other thoughts you guys thanks for hanging out with me tonight it was super fun I was glad to be back here um, I really want to talk more uh, let me know, let me know what you want to talk more about, um, in the, in the coming weeks and episodes. I do have a good friend who is a psychic medium coming on the show with me in, in, um, in May. Um, I have a resource, um, for a, a gal who does dream interpretation and I'd, I'm looking to have her on, but, um, I'm not sure when and where and how, if that will happen, but I'm hopeful uh, but I also want to, you know, just get into more of this UFO stuff and, um, the U UAP, um, unidentified aerial phenomena, right? That's like the new thing instead of UFOs, they're like just referring to all of these things that are going on in the skies, um, there's a gal that I saw on that Ghost Brothers show that I want to try to get in touch with because she's talking about it. But so not just necessarily uh, objects, but weird light phenomena that's happening that people are witnessing and different things happening in the skies that aren't necessarily objects, but weird things that nobody can explain. Um, those kind of fall under the realm of um, unidentified aerial phenomena. It could be a really cool conversation. Lisa says, what and where was that recommended show again? It's on, um, it's a, it's on the Discovery Plus app. You might be able to catch it on the Travel Channel, partic in particular, that's where it is, um, on the app, on Discovery Plus, it's Travel Channel. So I'm not sure, you know how they're doing that now? I'm not sure what shows they're actually still showing on Travel Channel. Um, I believe it's called UFO Witness, um, but it's show with Ben Hansen, and I will link it. I will add it either in the comments of this, um, episode or I will post it on the whiskey and weird whiskey and weird page um but that's a cool cool one so yeah you guys I invite you to check that out so you can participate in a conversation about some of the cool stuff that he's he's digging up um also there is a couple shows on there about um Alaska and the Alaskan Triangle um which I'd love to talk about just in general the notion of these different places that exist around the world including the Bermuda Triangle um, but, uh, check out, check out some of that and we can have a little conversation around it. Why, why it is and where exactly, like, you know, it, is the power coming from? Like what, what draws them to those particular areas? Um, you know, cause then, then you get into the fact that a lot of people believe that the earth is hollow and there's things that live under there. Like, you know, people in Mount Shasta, did you know that people in Mount Shasta, most of them believe that under the volcano is actually a whole new world. Um, where people go and have gone. Um, fascinating. It's really fascinating what people believe and who the heck knows if they're right or wrong, right? And who am I to tell them, um, you know, that they aren't? Yes, and Mary says, and how long the Native Alaskans have known? Oh gosh, 
this stuff has been going on for eons, forever and ever and ever. Um, and it's a really deep part of their culture. Um, it's really embedded, a lot of fears and all of that that's associated with the things that they experience there. Um, so some really um, cool cultural stuff going on that we could talk about too. Uh, but yeah, I, if you know anything about it, but I do, I, there is a book. I actually got this book. I've just started reading. It's called Alaska's Mysterious uh, Triangle. Um, that's the one I'm reading because I had watched the show and I became really interested in um, the fact that this was happening there. I mean, but there are, you know, there are places um, all around us, even in Washington State, Mount Adams, like Mount Shasta, um, you know, what is it about these um, volcanoes, essentially? Is it some sort of, um, you know, energy from within the earth, perhaps some magnetic field um, that draws the phenomena there? I mean, there's a lot of UFO experiences at Mount Adams and Mount Shasta, a lot of Bigfoot, a lot of different things. So it's it's really curious, like why? And really fascinating um, and, you know, if looking at that part, looking at the science and what makes all of those things similar um, could go a long way into providing a lot more evidence, right? And possibly proof someday. But again, I feel like proof will always be subjective unless you have a living, breathing, like a ghost, something like ghosts. I don't think that's ever just going to be something that everyone goes, oh, yeah, ghosts. Remember when we didn't believe in those? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, anyway, I don't think anyway, but you guys, thanks for being here. If you have, um, if you have ideas for future topics, let me know. And, um, if you like the conversations and the information, please share this with other people. Um, but, uh, I'm glad, I'm really glad that I saw a few people show up tonight that haven't been able to, since I moved it to Sunday. Um, so next Sunday is Easter. So I think I'll be back the Sunday after that. Cause I imagine many people will have, um, plans that day. Um, but in the meantime, I will post, try to keep posting some stuff on my site to, to keep people interested. Um, if you have cool stuff you want to share, please do. Um, and thank you. And, uh, you know, remember you can always watch again or share with your friends. They can watch this recorded live here on Facebook, but also, um, on my YouTube channel. And of course you can also find me on Instagram and, uh, Twitter, all the things. Um, so thank you for being here. Thanks for your support. If you taste a good whiskey, tell me about it. Um, and I will see you guys again super soon. Um, and have a happy, happy Easter to those of you who will celebrate. Be well.